Coming up on tonight's Don't Panic, we talk about Samsung purchasing smart things, Windows 9 threshold coming soon to a computer near you. We talk about events from Motorola and Samsung. We also talk about PS4 sharing the Xbox One update and why Twitter is tweaking its secret formula. All that and more coming up on Don't Panic with special guest Kaylee McAvoy. It's a Don't Miss episode and it comes up now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 60, recorded August 18th, 2014, on Smart Things, New Coke and Sharing is Caring. Hello and welcome to tonight's edition of Don't Panic, the technology podcast that, I don't know, maybe we'll talk technology, who knows, but you gotta stick around and see because I'm being joined by the Procter and Gamble, the Romeo and Juliet, the uh, you name it, they're a famous duo. It would be none other than Colby Rabadoo and... <gasps> Who's that with him? Well, none other than Kaylee McAvoy, returning guest from way back when. Whoa! Can you, episode six. It was a year ago. Um, was it really? Yeah, it was, what episode is this? This is 60. Oh, Holy good. shit. Yeah. No lives. Can I'll you... be back for 600. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can only, she's so great. We can only have her once a year. She's got a busy schedule, but we're glad you could clear it. So thank you for being here, Kaylee. Thank you, Sean. And of course, Colby's here. Uh, back we missed you we did we missed you last week dan and i had to hold down the fort uh, do you have a guest last week no it was just dan and i oh man yeah i don't know how we did it but we we survived and no dan this week uh he'll be back eventually uh if he ever gets back from europe but you know who did just get back from europe well none other than kaylee who just spent how long did you spend over there 10 months nine months a year 12 months really Man, that's a long time. Uh, and I wanted to start off the show by asking you, um, did you observe any kind of tech trends or any what, what the technology scene in Ireland is like? Hmm. Well, they have this new thing called cable. And now, now, is that the cable that connects the two tin cans together so they can talk to each other? <laughs> Do you have a guest exactly, last week? Yes. No, it's just Dan cool and I. tin phones. Oh, yeah, they can I don't talk know how we did people. it, but we, we survived. <laughs> no Dan this week. Wow. But no, they're very far behind on technology. So I'm sure really? you were teaching them all kinds of things. I fit right in. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, they, do, do Irish people use Snapchat? They do. They got it while I was there. It had been oh, out wow. for about three years here, and everyone all of a sudden was like, have you heard of this thing called Snapchat? And I thought they were joking. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so I had kind of already been over it, and then it kind of resurfaced again. So, so a lot of things were like that. Instagram, they recently got Instagram, and it was a very exciting thing. So basically it's like 2011 in Ireland. Yeah, they're a couple years behind on everything. Trends hit there. Well, Warn them they about just... Robin Thick. <laughs> <laughs> think even that made it there. Uh... <laughs> That's another thing. Those songs were even a couple years behind. Oh really? Like the radio would be like, "Oh, this new song." I was like, "From ninth grade, yeah, brand oh, new." <laughs> no. Like, why is that? Is it that like it takes time for these things to get across the ocean, or is it like a licensing thing? I don't know. I they're just. I don't know. Music it's is, just a, is a good of, guess. Yeah, a lot of the like pop culture things, like movies and TV shows, yeah. it just took a while for it to be able to make it there. 
yeah. technology, I don't know. And it's a staggered so. release. I know with music artists, they do their U.S. tours first, and then the international tours come after, so they kind of wait to release their songs to coincide with the tours. Yeah. Oh, that's so they're at, like, peak popularity? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's so they stay relevant. Yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of new things when I came home that I was hearing about. That I was like, oh, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of, it's perfect it's to exciting, have you on the show. Yeah. Now, my other question that's is... That's why I'm very far behind in my technology. Well, we'll catch you up tonight. My other question is, are you still using the BlackBerry? I am. Yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took, I got off the airplane. Guess how long it took for it to turn on and boot up. Oh, I'm sure. It's probably still doing it now. Three and a half hours before it was on. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why did it looking. take so long? I don't know. I thought it had to kick the bucket, but then all of a sudden it was like made a noise and I was like, it works. So my first text took about 45 minutes to send. So That's going so ridiculous. I'll have to download BBM for my iPhone and we'll BBM. Yeah, I would love to. Wait, did they actually release BBM on other... Well, they, they did. Yeah, I think they I did. I never actually used it because it didn't work. It was supposed to work internationally, but... My BlackBerry could not connect to Wi-Fi, so oh. I, I remember. I, yeah, I remember yeah. senior year of college, you were super pumped about BBM being I released really, really on the phone. Yeah, I was really excited. I think we just, talked about that when you were on the show. Yeah, probably a year ago. <laughs> Look at how that turned out. Yeah, uh, I've had this BlackBerry for over three years now. So. It's a tank. Well, who knows? Maybe something in today's news will convince you to upgrade. Who knows? I'll have an upgrade for like another year, so oh, oh, oh. hanging on. <laughs> hanging in there. Well, good. Well, we've got a lot of great stories to talk about. We appreciate all of you out there joining us. Uh, we do the show every Monday night live, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, on our website, don'tpanic.io. And when our website is down like it is tonight, you can also get the show at coffeeandbeer.tv slash don'tpanic. Um, and we're also on social media at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and Don't Panic Show on Facebook. So why don't we get into the news? Uh, any particular story you guys want to start with that grabs uh, your attention? I- I'm happy to pick one. <laughs> Reversible USBs? Reversible no, can USB- we? Yes, go ahead. Can we talk about this smart things thing? Absolutely. Now, there's a little company all of you may have heard of called Samsung. Um, and what are you they- saying? And they and they make and sell. Uh, did you know that they sell life insurance? And do you know that they make tanker ships? I did not no. know that. I learned this. Samsung makes everything. Well, now they make that's, even more. That's uh, Samsung scooped up uh, Kickstarter sm- uh, startup Smart Things for two hundred million dollars as part of their um, Samsung Open Innovation Center. Uh, which is an initiative that uh, they've been working on for a while where they're either acquiring, partnering with, or just doing other work with startups in their own kind of mini incubator. Uh, that's happening now in Palo Alto. Uh, <coughs> Smart Things to date has raised $15 million in venture capital after being successful on Kickstarter. Um, <coughs> if you're unfamiliar with Smart Things, it is a uh, company. And they, they make uh, smart home devices, so um, the big highlight of smart things was that it was supposed to be compatible with all the different standards, your Nests and your Philip Hughes and your, all the different smart initiatives that are going on. That was the big kind of um, 
the big push behind uh, smart things. So Samsung acquired mm-hmm. two hundred million. Good for them. Well, wait, so that just happened? That's the the news is that Samsung acquired them. Correct. Okay. Uh, the timeline is they had a. It's a uh, the company is two years old. Mm-hmm. Can I buy smart things? You can. It sells a $99 hub that lets your appliances communicate across standards. So the way it works, um, if I if I understand this correctly, and I probably don't, is that this talks to all the other smart home crap that all the other companies sell. Mm-hmm. So your your Nest and you know your Samsung washer and um, all of those sorts of things. And you buy the little $99 doohickey and it hooks up to all the other s- smart apps and standards. Yeah. So could you like start okay. your washer with your phone? Is that what you're telling me? Right. So the way it kind of works now, which is strange, is say you have a Samsung washer. You have to have a Samsung phone running the Samsung app to do your Samsung washer. Well, that sucks if you don't have the phone, but you bought a Samsung washer. It's useless. Mm-hmm. However... The idea behind smart things is we're going to work with all the 8 million standards going on and create a central hub. So your phone will just talk to smart things, and then smart things will talk to your washer, your refrigerator, your smoke detector, your light bulb, your whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And then, so they do, they do, I'm looking at their website right now. They also have like a bunch of other like sensor things and right. like a keychain, like. Yeah, they do make their own no, hardware. No, Switches, no. lights, door locks, all of those kinds of things, correct. Interesting. Cool. Maybe I'll smart thingify my my apartment. Uh, it yeah. looks expensive. Well, to be honest, all the smart stuff is expensive, but it doesn't seem like they're particularly outrageous, um, especially mm. compared to some of these other uh, these other smart startups, but uh, it's just interesting. A lot of people were concerned about Sam- well, Samsung's buying them. Obviously, they're going to only work with Samsung. But th- Samsung claims they're kind of running the Open Innovation Center as kind of a, a complete extension of the company that runs autonomously, kind of like Nest mm-hmm. under Google, where they're left right. to do their own thing. And Samsung just wants to have a piece of the, the smart home pie outside their own devices. So do you, do you guys think that's something that Samsung will follow through on? Or do you think it'll slowly become more Samsungified? Hmm. I don't really know much about them as a company, but I mean, I would hope that they would keep it just because it would make more sense. But for them, I guess it would probably make more sense to Samsungify it, as you said. Yeah. I mean, Let's monopolize it. <laughs> right. I guess. I don't know. It does strike me as kind of an un Samsung like thing to do. Like. To, to have something that works with everything. Um, that being said, though, like at the like at the same time, having this thing that works with everything makes their Samsung specific smart devices more useful. I guess, like, like I don't know. You said there's a washer machine. Oh, yeah, Samsung has announced, uh, I think it was at CES, that all of their stuff is your oven. You can set your oven remotely, and you can check your refrigerator. You can do everything Samsung. It's all their smart home initiative. Mm. Um, you know, LG's doing the same thing. I mean, you know, these companies are all trying to push the same idea. It's just mm. this problem of competing standards. 
Right. But, you know, when I see a story like this, my first thought is someone was going to buy them anyway, right? I mean, this mm-hmm. this was never going to turn into a giant company on their own. And it's the same theory behind Facebook buying Oculus Rift. Is Facebook ever going to make a virtual reality headset? Probably not. But, yeah. you know, they see it as a strategic value to add outside of their sphere of influence. And then mm-hmm. Oculus sees it as a way to get influxes of money and the support of the large company and you know, I think that was more of the idea. I don't, I don't know if they purchased them because, oh, we can integrate smart things with all of our Samsung stuff and it'll become Samsung smart things. I, I don't – that doesn't feel to yeah. me, especially what they're trying to do with the Open Innovation Center. Um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. Like as, as, as far as – I don't know. I feel like the, the valuable thing about this is that it works with everything um, and – in changing that it would like totally ruin the ruin the party yeah well and that's the problem with samsung stuff right is you know if you buy a a 30 dollar philips hue light bulb and it doesn't work well that's one thing but if you buy an 800 dollar oven or a thousand dollar refrigerator you know and it doesn't work with your devices Mm -hmm. that's a huge problem i think samsung is starting to figure that out, right? They could say, oh, well, your Samsung phone has to work with your TV. I mean, that's one thing. But when you start talking about big purchases like appliances or when you're going to replace every light bulb in your home, um, I, I think I don't, I, there are certain times where you want to make it Samsung only, and there are certain times when you don't. And this is absolutely a time you do not want to be that company because you're going to mm-hmm. suck. Even Apple, the company that is like, got to have everything Apple, even they're saying we're opening it up and we're working with partners and so. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, if like smart, if the Internet of Things is going to happen, I guess like some people are going to have to work together, at least for the beginning. Wow. Um, until someone owns enough of everything to like be like, fuck you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Cool. Well, this looks neat. Now I'm uh, uh, I'm looking at these these kits they have. I might have to do it. Colby, I'd always encourage you to spend your money, especially on technology. I'm not going to buy, so you can. <laughs> can you just explain to me what is the purpose of starting a washing machine with a cell phone? So, is there a benefit to that? <laughs> good question. Um, yes, the supposed benefit is. And I'll tell you a secondary story after this, but the kind of concept is not even starting a washing machine, but just the alert to know it's done. So your wet clothes aren't sitting in the washing machine, uh, collecting grossness, whatever. Uh, The other side of that would be um, knowing if something goes wrong, if something breaks on the machine, if you've overweighed it. Um, I, I Do I think anyone would remotely start a washer? Probably not. But at the same time, if you put your wet clothes in in the morning and wanted them hot when you got home or some... I, I don't... I'm sure you could think of some reason. Again... Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. I, it, it would... So it would be really cool if, like... It, it, could, it also transferred the clothes from the washing machine to the dryer. Yeah, if it could do that and then fold them, I would be sold. Imagine. <laughs> so you just want a robot to do your laundry, is what but you're actually, saying. Actually, speaking of this, I did remember I put clothes in the wash this morning and forgot about it. See, wouldn't it be so great? So maybe I could have used it. Use your smart washer. 
But a funny thing is that, and this was at CES this year, and I wish I remembered what company it was. I think it was LG was pushing this idea of your appliances having personalities. So when they, because this is like big in Japan, when they would message you, they wouldn't just say, you know, laundry done. It would be like, hi, Kaylee, clothes are all ready. And then like a smiley face, like from your washer. That's so <laughs> creepy. It was the that. dumbest thing. Like, and it would have like a little avatar of your washer. Like, would it have a personality? Then this is going to turn into a her situation and someone's going to end up falling in love with their in, washing in machine. Love with your <laughs> I would watch that. That sounds really that good, was, actually. That was the weirdest movie, side so note, that I've ever seen. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, kind of scary. Something, it was something else. <laughs> <sighs> it's the future. So, scary stuff. Uh... Really, what I want is the smart refrigerator that knows I'm out of milk, and then Amazon automatically orders it and delivers it to my home before I even realize I'm out of milk. That's the future I want. Let me know when I'm there. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Then uh, everyone's milk. just going to turn into a bunch of mindless, forgetful I dummies. Already, I already am that, so might as well enjoy the advantages, right? <laughs> true, true. <laughs> I'm... I'm not sure if I'm mindless yet, but I'm definitely forgetful. Yeah. Fair enough. And computers are taking over the world. Well, and that's how we like it here on Don't Panic. <laughs> Thank you, Kaylee. I couldn't think of a better <laughs> sentence to exemplify our Don't Panic stance than computers are taking over the world. It's uh, totally fine. <laughs> so let's talk uh, another story. Anywhere you guys want to go in particular here? Or... Uh... Mm. As I pour more Snapple into my glass, it's half and half. Uh, I Not don't. I th- we could. I mean, there are. There's at least one more Samsung story on here. We can do that or segue into something else. I don't care. Um. All right. Here we go. Let's do this then. Um. Upcoming events. We've got several. I am telling all of you out there who are listening. The next month is going to be back to back to back announcements especially as we move into the holiday season yes i know pumpkin spice lattes are out this coming week so we're already did you not see that this was a big deal august <laughs> no, 25th even earlier this year it, that's that still like summer also. it's not even labor day there's already halloween candy out what oh, what are we doing isn't that bad? Isn't that bad? I hate back to school yet calm down i know well back feel, to school is like... like in may yeah, well, I, feel, I feel like <laughs> I feel like in a couple of years it's just going to be Christmas all year. Yeah, they're just trying to push everything so they could do Christmas. Cause that's the big stuff. Like it's all true. the Halloween stores are open in my town. Oh, weird! All the pop up Halloween weird. stores. Those yeah. are funny. Yeah. Are there are there pop up stores for other holidays or just Halloween? I've seen Christmas ones. They're not yeah. as popular as Halloween ones. I'm trying to no, but so but like then again, such so sell turkeys. What other holiday do you buy like such a specific category of goods for that a pop up? <laughs> and then you never buy any other time of year. <laughs> That's True. fair. Like what a weird. Maybe like an American flag store on Fourth of July. I could see a pop up American flag store because you don't really buy them any other time of year. I... I guess there are like pop up. There are pop up fire uh, fireworks. Fireworks places around Fourth of July. Which is a great idea. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So upcoming events. We've got a ton of them. Stay tuned to Don't Panic because we're going to have wall to wall coverage. Um, But let's tease a couple now. So Motorola. Did you forget about them? 
They no. still exist. Now owned by Lenovo. And they yeah. are having an event on September 4th. So in a couple weeks, two weeks. Um, and they're going to announce supposedly four different things. The Moto 360 smartwatch, which we saw a leak this week, estimated to cost uh, $249.99. We've talked about it on the show before. We're also going to see the sequel to the Moto X, currently hinted to be titled the X Plus One, which is a terrible name. Um, <laughs> we're, <Pretty> also, cool. <laughs> we're also going to see a what is believed to be the next Nexus device, which is also going to be from Motorola, codenamed Shamu, and <laughs> and some type of Bluetooth headset as teased in the announcement. Are there any new Razer phones coming out? No. Man, I loved my Razer phone. I what never had one. I was even behind then. Oh, God. That was Did crazy. you have a BlackBerry then, too? No, oh, I, I was feel like... behind. I had, I had, like, the basic flip phone without a camera. <laughs> I guess I guess at that point Blackberries were like pretty fucking cool. Yeah, those were like businessman phones. The first yeah. smartphones, really. Yeah, exactly. I'm a pioneer. When I uh, when I move out of my mom's house, uh I will get into storage. I have every cell phone I've ever owned. So do I. Just found them the other day. And I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. pull them out on the show. We'll have to do a show and tell because some of them oh, are like, cool. really funny. My, I have my so, orange envy still. It's still working. <laughs> My my mom, the last time I was home, my mom had, like, a box of phones, and she was like, do you want any of these? And I was like, no. There was, like, my sister's old, like, T-Mobile sidekick. Oh, yeah. And, like... Those are cool. I was on them. Yeah. yeah. It, it was pretty cool. You just flip <laughs> that screen around and type some stuff. Good stuff. Fancy. <laughs> Well, uh, in addition to Motorola's announcement, we're also going to see a Samsung announcement coming. They're going to announce some new phones, expected the updated Note 4. Um, but this week, they announced the Galaxy Alpha, um, which is sort of um, not necessarily a lower level, but kind of a sub-phone beneath the Galaxy S5. Um, the Galaxy Alpha, what's really interesting is it's not ugly. Uh, so you may be used to the Galaxy Phones, which are plasticky and fake leather and kind of miserable. Maybe that's just my opinion. I, I would, I mean, you're not wrong that they are miserable. I wouldn't necessarily agree that the Alpha is not ugly. <laughs> so you're fine with me calling the Galaxy S ugly, but you're like, but Sean, this new phone, really? I'm sorry. This is good for Samsung. Let's. They set the bar pretty low. <laughs> that's fair i guess have you seen the fake stitching come on <laughs> they call this the evolution of galaxy design uh it is flat metal sides with chamfered edges um oh. it still Man, has i have sold <laughs> yeah uh did i have you at, at uh chamfered, chamfered yes that <laughs> word is so good <laughs> Um, yes, it's better. What's interesting, and if you can see the photos, they're online. Uh, it's expected this is what the next Galaxy Notes, it's going to use the same design language. There's really not much more to it than that. I do, I mean, it does look like it probably feels nicer. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it couldn't get any worse, right? <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> Samsung, kind of sad. <laughs> Um, so, um, let's talk about, 
I don't know. Let's talk about Twitter. Because I actually am interested in this story. So, Twitter, just like Facebook or, you know, Google, any of these companies, likes to kind of do limited rollouts of its features, test it with a small group of their uh, users. Well, they rolled one out this week that got people quite upset. Um, Now, what it is is, you know, traditionally on Twitter, you just see the list of tweets, right? And that's one of the things I enjoy most about Twitter, unlike Facebook, is it's not clogged. It's just tweets, especially Mm -hmm. if you use an app. On their main website, they're starting to clog it up with inline media previews, but it's just tweets. You just read tweets. There's no crap. There's no nothing. It's just tweets. Well, they tested something uh, on their mobile app that shows favorites, follows, and retweets in your main timeline. So today, oh if you God. favorite something, no one really ever sees it except you and the person you favorited, unless someone really goes and digs down into it. Uh, same with who you follow and, and things like that. But now they're going to include it in your feed with tweets. Well, people got quite upset. Um, a lot of angry messages about it. Uh, Twitter says it's just an experiment. They have no plans to implement this. Um, but the argument it's believed for Twitter doing this is that it increases the kind of social aspect rather than just reading it for news aspect, right? Creating a two-way communication rather than you're just reading tweets. Uh, Mm Because it's something like, and I'm making this up, but I think it's pretty accurate, 50% of Twitter users don't tweet. You know, um, they just go there to read. Um, And I think that's what Twitter is kind of encouraging is that, you know, Facebook has seen big success with likes and comments, and they kind of want to see that same thing out of favorites and retweets. Um, But Kaylee, it sounds like you, and I know you're a Twitter user, um, that you you think this is a bad decision. That's just going to be so cluttered. I already hate it when people retweet things I don't care about because I don't want to see them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I would hate to, because people go on, like, following sprees. I don't want to see, like, ten in a row of people following. That's oh, so God, annoying. that sounds horrible. But let's uh, I don't care what other people do, really, unless I follow them to read their tweets. I don't follow them to see what they follow. Well, and even, even if, for the sake of argument, Twitter had an algorithm to make sure you couldn't get bombed with 100 follows, you know, it, it algorithmically at least showed you somewhat relevant stuff. I still think it... It defeats then, the strongest purpose of Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, then Twitter is Facebook. And yeah. Like, it's not a news feed. I don't need to know what other people are doing. I go yeah. on it just to quickly read through things. And I also, I to me, and I'd be curious how you guys, but the way I use favorites is either to remember a particularly funny thing that it's kind of, I kind of use it like a like, but like a private like. So I saw that that was really mm. funny. I'm going to remember that later. Or like if there's a news story I want to read, but I don't have time, I'll favorite it. Oh, and come back, right. Yeah. yeah. Neither just... of which makes any sense for anyone other than me seeing it. Right. Yeah. I usually do as like a save this for later. I should remember. Yeah. That. I mean, I feel like the, I agree. Like, so I've never used them for like to read something later, but I use them as like kind of a ah uh-huh, oh that's like that's cool. Like I'm not going to retweet it, but yeah, um, yeah. Like, I don't like, need to I share did, this, but I saw it. Right, right. Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was so good that I need to, sh- to you know tell everyone I know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I thought it was pretty good. I like, I appreciate it. And I want to let you know, like, I feel like if, if they show it, if they show other people that it just becomes a retweet and then it's like redundant and, yeah, and there's no, no longer useful to me. Yeah. There's no differentiation. There. Well, and in this article, oh, sorry, Sean, go no, you go ahead. On the article that you sent, the Gizmodo one, mm-hmm. I was just reading it, and this quote was particularly relevant, where retweets are a way to share stories, support causes, endorse certain point of views, or just pass along funny viral tidbits from around the web. Favorites are a semi-private affair. So I think that is very relevant. Well, and like, I, I don't normally like look at other people's favorites. I don't want people really looking at mine. Not that it's anything bad. It's just like, this is just... Something I found interesting. I think it's a a fantastic parallel. (laughs) And one of the things that bugs me about Facebook is I comment and like things, and that's great. I don't like when it comes up in my feed that Kaylee commented on this. And usually it's some friend of a friend that I have nothing to do with. And 99% of the time I don't care. You know, it's, it's that extended network effect where it's like, by the time you get as far as to show me something, somebody favorited or followed, I'm probably not that interested. And it's not the reason I'm following them. Yeah, exactly. So don't come on Twitter. Don't, I get it. You want to try new things and that's wonderful. And you've done a lot of great things that I really like, but stop making it so complicated. It's okay to be simple. Right. Yeah, that's why people like Twitter. Like, that's why people who prefer Twitter over Facebook. That's why they prefer it because it's simple. Well, and even because mostly they don't care what their friends are doing. You know, I've I've gone to pretty much using Twitter exclusively on apps on mobile device and not the Twitter default app because the website has gotten so cluttered. Now you have boxes on both sides of your feed. You have the mm-hmm. inline media previews. It's it become it's become very Facebook like. And I instead use uh, Tweetbot on my iPad, um, Twitterific on my iPhone, where they're just the tweets. And I have it set that way because that's all I care about. Stop trying to throw in all these things. Mm-hmm. But then again, I sound like those people who are like every time Facebook changes the font size. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. They ruined my timeline. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to yeah. be that person. but I No, know. Twitter, um, I feel like they're just trying too hard. Well, I mean... Do you guys think this could have anything to do with, like, Twitter's, like, money woes? I don't know how. I mean, I preface this by saying I don't I don't know how serious or not serious this actually is. But I feel like every every once in a while it comes up how, like, they just haven't been quite as, as successful as they want or need to be. Oh, really? Um, and, like, yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, so maybe this stuff they're trying is to, like, increase engagement or whatever to get more ad views or to to get more eyes on their stuff or eyes on for longer it must be i'm sure yeah i think you're exactly and it all goes back to that 50 percent of twitter users don't use twitter right i mean you know if you to have a community everyone has to contribute right if only Mm -hmm. the top five percent are contributing you're not going to get the kind of traffic the numbers the ad revenue I, i think it all comes back to that and if that means shoving more stuff into the feed into the timeline you know they, they got to do it to me to me that makes business sense right it just right. doesn't match the goal of the platform how the platform currently works how users use it yeah, man. And, and they're gonna have to come to grips with that yeah 
Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they'll figure it out though. Maybe there's like something novel they can do or, or I don't know. Oh, I'm absolutely buying vine. I thought was a wonderful, it was a great decision on their part. Right. That's smart. And it's not something they've shoved down everybody's throats, right. As Twitter users. Mm -hmm. I think that was really smart. I think you can add features without interrupting the core of your business. You know, yeah, I think they did that really well. You know, Twitter already kind of does allow you to look at others' favorites and follows and stuff. There's your, um, is it, what is it, the Discover tag? Or your, I forget, there's a, yeah, there's the Discover, and then there's uh, notifications, right, if you're on the Twitter homepage. Mm -hmm. And both of those show favorites and retweets and follows and all kinds of things. Like, you can find it if you want to have that. Maybe Twitter should do a better job of promoting those tabs instead Mm -hmm. of showing it in the feed. Mm-hmm. No, I just think there's better ways to go about it. Although I find mm. that those don't really aren't personalized particularly well, but yeah, maybe that's me. Uh, all right, let's talk about something else. How about the PlayStation Four, Kaylee? I know you're a big video gamer. Oh yeah, um, Colby, you you own a PlayStation. This must be exciting for you. Uh, Sony announced SharePlay will arrive this fall as part of the PS4's 2.0 software update. Uh, The way it works is it lets any PlayStation Network friend hop into and play your games, so long as they're a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Only one person has to actually own the game. So the way it works is, let's say Colby is playing Destiny, and Mm. he gets to a hard part of the game he can't beat, or he's having a tough time in a multiplayer match or something... He can say, Sean, why don't you hop in and play for me? And through the magic of the internet, I can sit at my PlayStation and play his game. And help so, him. does this mean, like... <laughs> I'm not Go sure ahead. I understand. Go ahead. All right, you ask, does, and I'll explain. Does this mean, like... So, Destiny, for example, is a, a multiplayer game, right? Uh-huh. So, like... When Dan and I were playing the Destiny beta, we were both playing together. Like, we were both playing the game over the network, like, together. Mm-hmm. Does this mean that we could do that, but only one of us has to own the game? Or does this mean that, like, I could, like, if I was playing alone and I was having trouble, I could, like, pass the torch to Dan and Dan could play for me, but not that we could both play together? It is the latter of the two, and you described it pretty well. Okay. The idea okay. is that you have to be present and actively playing the game for your friends to take control. You are not... I think the headline and, and share play is kind of misleading, especially because they're comparing it to the Xbox One's original intent of allowing you to share mm. the full game. That is not right, this. Right. Oh, okay. It is just the idea that you get to kind of work with your friends. It's multiplayer, but you're not in the same space, but it's not really multiplayer because you're playing the same character. It's really just kind of a, like a virtual controller of sorts for their Xbox. Okay. Well, so, I mean, I'm reading this article though, and it does say you can play like co-op things together. Okay. Um, Like it says, I don't know how I got here. I think I clicked through from the Verge article to the to the, the PlayStation blog. To the PlayStation yeah. blog, um, and it says the best way to think about share play is like a virtual couch. 
PlayStation 4 will create a, an online local co-op experience by allowing you to invite a friend to join your game, even when they don't own a copy of it. When this for, when this, uh, you'll be able to play games with a friend just as if just as if you were together in the same room. Let's let's say that with all games, you'll be able to invite your friend to play online. No, I'm sorry. You'll be able to invite your friend online to play against the Miami Heat for the championship in NBA 2K or tackle the challenging Towerfall Ascension quest mode together. Yeah, so you're you're exactly right. And I, I'm surprised The Verge didn't mention this, which is kind of strange. Uh, but you're right, yeah. you can do you can do game co-ops, which in, which in this case actually is a really cool feature. I'm more interested in that right. than being able to play that's your a, friend's game. That's like... Them. That that's amazing. Like being able to play play in for someone is like, uh, I mean, like you know, it might be cool a couple times, but like this is really cool. Um, one thing I don't understand: does like the person have to download the game on their PS4? Is it like somehow streamed or some crazy shit? Or like, um, I don't know. It doesn't say. It just says instant access, so my guess is it's using the same game streaming engine as uh, the PlayStation Now. Hmm. Um, is, That's is, cool. Is my guess. I, I, I guess that makes sense if it's uh, PS Plus people only. Right, right. Now, what'll be interesting to me is how many developers enable this, right? Hmm. You know, because if I'm EA, what's the upside? I mean, you know, it's nice for me to up to do it, but then I'm selling one less copy of my game. Well, so while that's true, I think it's also like for games that don't have over the wire co-op, like I feel like um, it's probably pretty expensive for, for, you know, the company that runs Call of Duty to like maintain all those servers and stuff like to run that at scale is pretty expensive. Mm -hmm. And so for an indie developer, like, the the people who made the one they mentioned in that article like towerfall right like towerfall doesn't have online multiplayer like you can only play with other people um if you're in person which is cool except that you can only do it if you're in person um so like i think you're right like i don't think you'll you'll you'd see this in the big names like i bet destiny won't support yeah, this. call of duty won't but you know i could see sports right. games doing it and i could certainly and i think you're exactly right letting playstation pick up the cost on the server side um is smart yeah. especially for smaller developers um and mm -hmm. i have to imagine the because see i'd be curious uh, now every example they gave was a one-to-one -one, right i can play against you right. and we can play together but they didn't list anywhere mm. it's a group, like a Call of Duty or where you're getting eight people at the same time. I'd be curious right. to see how that works. Because it's yeah, one thing too. if you're streaming the game directly to one person, but all of a sudden you get eight people all going at once, that would be interesting. But I think it's a cool feature. Um, it could be like maybe it's the case that both people are streaming the game from like Sony's server. That could be it too. Mm. Yeah, again, this is... Uh, an update that's coming in the future. It's kind of just vague right now. Um, it's a it's a wait and see approach at this moment, but still cool yeah. stuff. Yeah. Interesting. I, I'm sure it'll change your life, Kaylee. Oh, definitely. But <laughs> I want a Wii. That's it. <laughs> Cut it. <laughs> um, I don't know how to turn it on. So.
But I'm a big gamer. <laughs> I've said before on the show, sixty bucks is way too much for me to pay for a game. So if I can play your game for free, I'm all about it. I'll get, I'll I'll pay I'll pony up for the PlayStation in that case. I'll pay the upfront cost. Um, if Colby's going to buy all the cool games, then we can play NBA 2K. <laughs> sure, I, that's what they're going I, I for. I guess that's okay. <laughs> Your friends are going to feel really ripped off. Colby, why don't you go buy uh, the new Madden? <laughs> no. It's going to lead to a lot of rifts and friendships. Yeah. That'll end well. Like, what, you have homework tonight? But I thought we were going to play your game online. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need I really you to go on so we can play. <laughs> exactly. Homework. Oh. Um, <laughs> while we're talking about uh, video game updates, I'll quickly mention Xbox also announced Xbox One owners are going to get an update in the futures. It includes adding uh, a streaming TV feature to the Xbox One. So if you use uh, that for your TV, it'll stream now to your Windows, iOS, or Android phone or tablet using the Smart Glass app. Um, it's only available uh, initially in countries where it's digital TV tuner available. So basically not the U.S., uh, but you'll be able to do that in international countries, so that's good. You'll also be able to boot the console straight to TV. Um, a new media player that supports content from USB devices or via DLNA. Um, you're also getting threaded messages. Um, uh, better snap management when you're putting games and things side by side on the screen. And a new friends section. Um, they have not announced when that update's coming up, but probably soon. Hmm. And there's that. Um, okay. We can do one more story. Now we can talk about Windows. We can talk about Amazon. Or we can talk about Apple. Hmm. Any takers? Don't all jump at once. I mean, I, th- I feel like there's nothing actually new on the Windows thing, right? The Windows 9 thing? Um, no, there is something new. Oh, and just because you said that, we're going to talk about it. Damn it! <laughs> yep, I know you don't. Someone's got to talk about Windows on the show. right? Do they, though? You're all excited? Well, get pumped because Windows 9 is coming. Uh, it has been uh, suggested that a public preview of Windows 9 codenamed Threshold is coming as early as next month or early October. Now, the big deal about Windows 9 is it is a big departure from the goals set forth in Windows 8. They're bringing back the start menu. They're making Metro apps more usable in a windowed environment. They're going to include virtual desktops feature. They're going to remove the charms bar uh, and bring in an early version of the Cortana Siri-like virtual assistant. Now, what was that, Colby? Oh, what are what are virtual desktops? Uh, what's the name of the feature on Mac where you can have the different desktop screens? Oh, uh, spaces. Yes, it's that. I see. Or like, I don't know if it's still called that. It's part of Mission Control, but I think it's spaces. Or you can have multiple de- different desktops running at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, so that's really exciting. I mean, that's a big thing. The other big news about this is uh, it's expected to be a public preview, which means anyone can download it. Uh, this isn't going to be a closed beta. This isn't going to be an OEM test. This is huh. going to be for everybody. Cool. Um, so so everyone can have their like hard drives corrupted by, by Yeah, which was also funny because Windows did push a release this week that gave the blue screen of death to a number of users. But Oh, really? That's <laughs> Microsoft. What are you going to do, right? Well, that's that's interesting. Apple is also doing a a public beta of 
OS 10, whatever it is. What is Yosemite? it? Yosemite. Yosemite. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah. and it'll and it'll probably be fully released in. Uh, I would put money on October. Because mm. that's I'm assuming when they'll do their Mac event. Cool. So get ex- honestly, I mean I'm. Oh, I'm so excited about Apple right now. Like even I can't get excited for Windows Nine, and I'm the Windows guy. That's true. That's that's bad news, isn't man. it? That's how, that's how you know you're really you're, we lost Sean. Damn it, <laughs> he was the one guy. He was pushing for it. Man. People at Microsoft are worried. They they are concerned. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Windows Nine will be great. I have no problem with Windows Eight. I just think Yosemite looks really good. That's all. I want yeah. the uh, what is it? The it's not. Is it continuity? Is that the the stuff where your phone and your tablet talk to your computer? I want yeah. that stuff. That's the cool. I want the cool stuff. Maybe I'll get a Windows phone. I think I want that, but I also like. I don't know. I don't use my anything. I don't. I don't even know what I do. I don't know what I do. I just. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, Colby. <laughs> What am I doing with my life? You're in such good shape. Things are going well for you. Wow. Hang in there, buddy. You'll be okay. Oh, my God. I think it said Android phone. That's what's doing it to you. Very well could be. My life is just falling apart, and that's why. Are you excited for the new Moto X? No. (laughs) Okay. I'm not not excited. I can't, like... I mean, maybe they'll blow me away, but Probably. I can't imagine it's going to change my life. Not like the Apple smartwatch will. Um, okay, silly, silly. Um, I think it's time for us to move on to picks. Picks, picks, picks. Um, I'm going to go first uh, because I said so. And my pick this week is uh, Camoji. Which is like emoji, but with a C-A instead of an E. Cam-O-G. It's a combination of camera and emoji. Cam-O-G. I can't explain this any harder. Um, And it's described as a simple GIF camera. Uh, Let me throw... uh, There we go. Um, And it is an iOS app for your phone. And essentially, it's really simple, but it takes... Using the camera, it takes and creates a GIF of whatever you are doing, um, and then it puts them directly into iMessage and sends them to your friends on iMessage. So um, it'll also share to uh, Facebook and Twitter and email, but it's primarily designed for iMessage. So let me pull up the app here. Let's switch my camera so I can show you. So... The way it works is uh, there on the screen, you can see the sort of... Um, I can't see it. I, well, I know, because you're on a different camera. I actually have two oh, okay. cameras. You guys see something different, but there. Now you should both be able to see it. Yeah. Um, you can see you got the little camera. Uh, these are some I took when I was uh, out on the lake the other day. Uh, that's not me wakeboarding. That's someone else. I don't know how to wakeboard. <laughs> um, but you, it, it's a very simple camera, so if I wanted to do it uh, I can swipe, was it swipe down to flip the camera? Is that, no, swipe, I want to flip the camera around. Oh my God. It, it works. I, I, there we go. Okay. Better. So there, so see now I can take one of myself and you just press and hold the screen. 
and then it records it. At least it was supposed to. Why does nothing work when I want it to? Ah. And there you go. And now it'll just play it back. And it just loops it like a GIF, right? <laughs> and then it's just one swipe up to send a time message. Super simple. You pick who you send it to. Um, and it shows up. See there? And it shows up as a little image. You can tap it. And it animates right in iMessage. It's super, super easy. Um, and it's just kind of a fun way to send quick little messages. I know Snapchat, you can send videos. And there's other ways to do it. But this is one of the best ways, certainly through iMessage, I've seen. Um, to do it. And it's just kind of a fun way to use iMessage. I will point out in iOS 8, which is probably coming out uh, at the September 9th announcement, um, mini video messaging like that, I believe, is built into iMessage now. So it's kind of irrelevant in a couple weeks. We use it for a couple weeks, and it's free. It's free uh, <laughs> on the App Store for iOS. It's Camoji, C-A-M-O-J-I, uh, GIF for iMessage. So fun. Cool. When uh, never heard of it. When when is iOS going to be released? iOS eight. Ah, uh, that's a great question. The Apple announcement September 9th. I'm fully expecting at minimum to see new iPhones, which means they'll announce probably one or two new features they held back for iOS eight. And mm. I don't. It may. It will either be released that day or on the day the iPhone actually comes out if they push it out a couple months. I see. I see. Cool. So it'll, but we'll at least get an update then. Right. I'm excited. Uh, oh, as you should be. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited for Apple, but that's a whole. I, I've said that. I'm jazzed. I'm so jazzed. Sean's uh, jazzed. I'm just. I'm jazzing all over the place. Uh, all right. So who wants to go next? Um, I'll go next. Okay. Cool. Um. So my pick is a pick I picked before, but it changed. So I'll repick it. Um, <laughs> so Foursquare, so we talked about this on the show before, but Foursquare recently decided to split their the Foursquare experience into two experiences. One um, is the checking experience, which is now called Swarm. So Swarm is all about like checking in places and seeing where your friends are at. And the other half is Foursquare. Um, which is all about like reviews and finding cool places to go and like food recommendations and stuff. So they did a whole like, so the swarm was released a while ago and they sort of did like a half, like they just pulled check-ins out of the, the regular, the old Foursquare app. Um, but they finally released the rebranded fancy new Foursquare. Uh, I guess it was two weeks ago now. Um, and I've been using it, and it's it's uh it's pretty nice. It's like helps you do all the things that you want to do. I was I was traveling the last two weeks, and or I guess week and a half, and I used it to like find places to eat in unfamiliar territory, and it did not lead me astray. Had some nice like it's easy to save things like to your to do list, um, and I guess so. Part of their gimmick for the new thing is that like no two people should. Well, you shouldn't. We shouldn't all get the same recommendations for things to eat because we all like to eat different things. Um, so you can like kind of train it as to like what to look out for, like the things you're especially fond of. Like I'm fond of pizza and, and Dunkin' Donuts, um, so I put I put those things in. And yeah, I guess in theory it takes that into account when I'm looking for recommendations. But if you 
haven't tried Foursquare, I would recommend it because I like Foursquare a lot. And if you haven't downloaded the update or have been like mad about them changing stuff, I would say you should try it and stop being a poop because <laughs> things change. I, I second that. I think it's a really good... Uh, I, I like the new Foursquare. I've been uh, very happy with it. So Certainly better than Yelp. I'm so over Yelp. Really? I, I just, uh, I find... Why that, so? I just, I like tips better than reviews. And that's the difference yeah, I found. Because reviews are long-winded, they're usually very opinionated, and I find half the time they're not representative of a whole as the of the place. Oh, people right. only go and review things if they have a really bad experience or right. a really good experience. But tips are either A, positive, or B, it's like, a, it's like a tweet, right? Sum it up in 160 characters or less. Keep it short, right? Right. I'm not going to read it, an eight-paragraph review. It's also often I feel like tips are not like, I like this place, but they're more like, this sandwich was really good. Or ask them about this or something, which is nice. Like, not only is it short, but it's and like implicitly positive or or negative, I guess. Like I, I, there are negative tips as well, um, but it's in general it's useful. Like it helps you get more out of the place you're going to. Um, I will say though, if I'm like seriously researching places to eat, I do go to Yelp. I check. Well, Yelp. yeah, you should. I mean, if you're being super serious, you should really check as many places as possible, right? The the other thing I've been really happy about with Foursquare is that I, I forget what the engine is called, where it knows where you are before you even say where you are, and it pops up the recommendations. Oh, Have you yeah, seen like that? that? Yeah, and yeah. it's so accurate. It like, is pretty good. It's crazy how accurate, especially, I mean, I've been in places where it's like crowded, and there's mm-hmm. a bunch of surrounding businesses and restaurants, and somehow they know where you are. Yeah. It's spooky. It's creepy. It, I'm not They're disagreeing watching. with that. <laughs> they know. Foursquare knows. Um, for, for some reason, it scares me less when Foursquare does it than it does when like Google does it. Oh, they're so lovable <laughs> at Foursquare. Yeah. I think cause, only because they're like an underdog at the moment. Uh, I just trying to help you eat somewhere good. Yeah. I mean, and who, who, who can't get behind that? I love food. Food is good. <laughs> so I hear from you, Colby. Um, so let's talk. Uh, Kaylee, what, what are you picking? Huh? Well, if you saw on the spreadsheet. I, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to talk about. Well, that sounds like a cool app. What is it? <laughs> it's www.idontknowanythingaboutanything.com. That's my favorite website. Yeah. So good. Uh, um, I was bummed when Google bought them. Um, <laughs> no, we can. Well, you don't have to pick. I, I will give you the opportunity. If there's anything else you want to talk about, Kaylee, now's the time. Otherwise, we can we can send this show off to pasture. Let's see, I made guacamole last week. It was really good. Okay, now let's yeah. find a tech angle on this. <laughs> um, I used a potato masher. Was it an electric potato mm-hmm. masher? It's not. Oh, <laughs> but it was technology at one point. It was that... very high. I mean, I feel like that's still technology. It is. Just Although it doesn't get any basic than hitting something with something else <laughs> to, to make it into smaller things. It's very analog. It like is. It. It's hipster. Probably the highlight of my time home so far. 
Well, Kaylee, I'll tell you, it was a highlight for us to have you here with us today on the show. So thank you for being here. It only took a year to have her back. Hopefully it won't be as long next time. She was busy out of the country. Yeah, I had and a legitimate excuse. Yeah, we were go- we really were going to try and get you on. It was that darn time zone difference. Yeah, I was on. I was on for something. Oh, that's for right. You, you called in for the Apple event. I forgot. I did. I did. That was so great, and you were uh, you were such a wonderful contributor to that. I'm so disappointed. I have a job now, and I can't do the September 9th announcement. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't use up all my vacation time this summer, I would have taken the day off and done it. But. Actually, September 9th, I won't be working. I'll be in between, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Well, if you're in San Francisco and bored, get tickets, because, uh, although, no, it won't be open to the public. This isn't WWDC, so no dice. Oh, well. Well, uh, Kaylee, anything you want to plug or promote before we send it off to Pasture? Uh, I had something. Come back to me. Okay. Colby, I have to find out if it was. I thank it you for being here as usual. We appreciate all of you out there for being here. We do this every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on our website, don'tpanic.io. And if that's not working at coffeeandbeer.tv, uh, you get uh, this show. Also, Change Mode. Go back, listen to past episodes. We're kind of on hiatus now, coming back in a couple weeks. But uh, check out the old shows. They're still good. They're, they're not as time-sensitive as this show, so uh, they'll still be relevant uh, on programming and such. Uh, and of course, subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, if that's your thing. We're also RSS, use your favorite app. Dan and I recommend uh, Overcast.fm, but Pocket Cast is great too. And um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and get videos delivered to you uh, every week. We do it in HD. It's great to watch, especially up on your big screen. Get it on your Fire TV or your Roku or your Chromecast, um, however you do it, uh, on VHS. Uh, doesn't matter. Put it up there. It looks good. Um, and we appreciate you all for watching. Kaylee, anything else from you? Yes, I found it. Um, okay, so look up on Facebook. It's called DerpyCon. It is a nerd convention that's coming in New Jersey. And Brian, my boyfriend, has been working really hard on the committee to get it started. <laughs> so check it out. It's in December. Oh, this Go is to great. it. It should be interesting. DerpyCon 2014 at derpycon.com, dot ncom I liked it. Yeah, coming to Morristown, New Jersey, so check it out. Oh, this is really exciting. Look at that. The Artist Alley application is now open, if that's your thing. Um, panel yeah, submission? it's still in the making, so if you're oh, interested. this is really exciting. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled to uh, book this. Uh, to promote it, to promote it. It's at the Hyatt yes. Morristown, uh, December 5th through the 7th, 2014. Check that out. Cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, that concludes the show for tonight. Thanks again to everybody for watching. We'll see you next week on a brand new episode of Don't Panic. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs>This show is brewed fresh weekly by the Coffee and Beer Podcast Network. Get all our shows at our website, coffeeandbeer.tv.